for good grades. I wish I was better at relationships. I wish I was an artist. I wish I had a better relationship with my wife. I wish for a life full of happiness. I wish I may. I wish I might. Have to wish. Hi there. Happy Monday. Welcome to Beyond Wishful Thinking. My name is Sherry. Before I get started into my topic today about the um, exploring the power and complexity of human relationships, I'd like to invite you to get in touch with me. All of my contact information is available. Please download the um, booklet that I've put together, allowing you to take a look at your own life and figure out where maybe you have energy blocks and um, read about some of the suggestions that I have put together that would help you with that. So today I want to talk to you about something that I feel passionate about. It's not what I'm perfect at, but I try. And I kind of believe that if everyone would try this and give room to learn while doing it, we would all be better off as human beings. The topics that I consider sort of my life work now uh, not that I've worked at teaching this for my life, but that I have evolved through my life using these strategies. And therefore, I just believe that I can help you understand the need for the ability to communicate and the ability to understand connecting and relationship. So if I were to call myself a relationship coach, most people would believe that that means that I coach people who are couples. And I can do that. But what I want to share with you is that the definition of relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected. Or the state of being connected. So the way I see that as being possible is to educate people on communication and learning about how our actions need to be based on what connection we want. So even thinking about parenting, we don't think maybe of each thing that we are doing with our children as connection in the form of relationship. We sort of see ourselves as the teacher, the mentor, and that is our connection. But I think if we think about how we are with people as the connection, it might change how we communicate. I came across a piece of literature I couldn't find while I was writing this, but the idea is that when you see a child having a tantrum, instead of being irritated or fearful that we've lost control, what if we could look at that and think, that is that child trying to connect with me. And what could I do to free up that sort of roadway to give them the freedom to connect? So as human beings, we have a natural need for independence and a desire for connection with others. And these two needs may sometimes conflict with each other, leading to struggles, and um, inability to find the right balance. While independence allows us to pursue our own goals and interests without interference from others, connection provides us with social support, 
emotional intimacy, and a sense of belonging. It is essential to balance these two needs to lead a fulfilling lifestyle. So here are some tips on how to balance your need for independence and your desire for connection. Let me just pull up my list here. So the needs or the, um, the tips on how to balance the need for independence and connection are first of all, to understand your own needs. It's essential to understand and identify what you want for your independence and therefore your connection. So ask yourself what activities and experiences make you feel independent and what activities and experiences make you feel connected to others. Understanding your needs will help you make informed decisions on how to balance them. Now, keeping in mind that those are just our needs and we need to figure them out in connection with others so that other people's needs are met as well. But for all intents and purposes, we're going to sort of start initially on just considering what we need. And I think sometimes once we know what we need, it's easier to look to other people's situations and understand the concept of need. If we're in relationships and we're just responding or reacting, maybe would be the better word, then we might not see space to give them what they need. And so the beginning is understanding your needs, communicating them. And so in order to do that, take some thought and what activities and experiences make you feel independent and what activities and experiences make you feel connected. Then the next big word that I love to talk about is communication. Communicate your needs. Once you've identified your needs, it's important to communicate them to those around you. Be clear about what you need from others and what you need for yourself. Communicating your needs will help you establish healthy boundaries and create a supportive environment. And so, um, Thinking about boundaries and working on that with some people just recently, a boundary is putting something in place for both people's needs to be met. I believe sometimes people think a boundary is what I put up to protect myself or a boundary is something I put up so that I can have what I need. But if they're done well, a boundary gives both people what they need. So when we think about a bedtime for a child, a boundary around that gives the children what they need as far as their sleep, and it gives the parents what they need as far as time maybe together or time on their own, depending on what they do with that time. Find a supportive system. So it's important to have a system that respects your need for independence while providing you with the connection that you desire. Surround yourself with people who support your goals and interests while also providing you with the social and emotional support that you need. Human beings were never meant to be alone. Isolation is something that we have seen and the trauma that it does for people. And we know that human beings are not meant to be isolated. And so you need to be able to find that group of people um, that support what it is that you strive for. 
Setting boundaries is the next step. So set boundaries. Um, we sort of spoke about it already, but it's an essential part of balancing your need for independence and your desire for connection. I like those words, the need for independence, because I do think that we have to know how to be on our own. That's where if we're always needing connection with others, when that isn't available, then there may be a discontent and that might be what turns us to inappropriate uh, behaviors like addictions, that type of thing. Boundaries are a way to communicate your limits and expectations to others. So that's the part that I think some people believe I need protection or I need space. I'm going to put up this boundary or border or statement and um, that will give me that and it could but it's also to help you protect your time, energy, emotional well-being, while also creating healthy relationships. So we need that in place, but it often is, like I stated earlier, put in place almost as self-care, and that gives us the ability to have healthy connection. So if a boundary puts you into an isolation situation, then it might be more of a barrier and less of a boundary. And the last one would be to practice self-care. See how they all kind of just roll into each other. Self-care, practicing that is essential for maintaining a healthy balance between independence and connection. Make time for activities that you enjoy and that make you feel good about you. Taking care of your physical, emotional, and mental well-being helps you feel more confident, self-assured, and will translate into more fulfilling relationships with others. It doesn't have to be big. Some people get to holiday every year. Other people can't afford that. Sometimes self-care is just taking time away and becoming quiet. And quiet doesn't have to be. I think quiet scares people sometimes because it means we're left with our thoughts. But quiet could simply be instrumental music instead of song lyrics done in nature instead of while you're working. Just some subtle switches that allow you time to feel inwardly and check in with yourself. So balancing your need for independence and your desire for connection with others can be a challenge, but it is achievable with practice and awareness. And awareness is the part that we need to have in order to be able to communicate what we want. So all of this sounds great when it's all outlined the way I'm outlining it, but if we go back to the beginning, you have to know what you enjoy, what you want, and what you need. And if you don't know how to do that, that's kind of what I do is I help people break it down. I have modules that we do and we kind of look at defining different emotions that you have or want. And then in the process, it allows you to be able to know more clearly and or know just right now without really having to think what those needs are that you have and what allows you to have those. So understanding your needs and communicating them to others, finding a supportive community, um, setting healthy boundaries and practicing self-care can lead you to a fulfilling and meaningful life that balances both independence and connection. Remember that it's not about choosing between the two, but finding a way to integrate them both into your life in a way that works for you and for your family and the people around you. So 
The next thing that I would offer as a, a list to consider would be that human beings, because I've, I've spoken about the connection piece, I believe that people think um, less about how to be relational and more about their own needs, even though I've already kind of said that maybe you're not aware of them. When you're not self-aware and you're not capable of knowing what your needs are, then you aren't thinking relationship. You aren't thinking connection. You're thinking um, in a, I don't want to say self-centered way, the way we think of using self-centered, but self-centered in the sense of um, reactionary or, um, oh, what's the word? Um preserving yourself. So when someone says something that makes you react in a way that you're not happy with, but yet you can't step away from, I think that happens because you're reacting versus knowing. And what the steps of the beginning of this podcast teach you is the knowing piece. So some people find it easy to form close bonds with others. It can be a challenge for some people. And if you're looking to build that deeper connection with people, there are some steps to doing that as well. Um, and some of them are harder to do than other people find. Uh, being present, sharing your own experiences, um, showing empathy, practicing active listening, uh, spending quality time together, be supportive of someone else's endeavors, being reliable, being there when other people need you. Those are ways that you can create connection with people. And what I'd like to do is offer you the experience of understanding how to develop that within yourself. And to know that when I speak of relation, I'm not thinking of a couple. I'm thinking of any human being that we come into contact with. I'm thinking of um, when we feel judgmental, it's easy to come from our place of hurt. And that's what makes us be judgmental. If we feel that there's that thought coming, what could we ask ourselves that would put us in relation to them? How could we look at the situation and understand that that person possibly is acting the way they are because they don't have the boundaries in place? They aren't aware of who they are and what they want. They don't know what activities they enjoy, and they don't know how to communicate that to other people. Communication seems like a scary topic for people because they think it means, I guess, like no privacy. But communication is politely and strongly with a backbone strong asking for what you need. And we are not a society who has been taught that we've come through that age of speak when you're spoken to. And now it's anything is possible and people are speaking up and out and it's all good. But what about communicating so that the learning can happen in connection we have social media, we have the ability to be in touch, the world seems so small, because we know what's going on all around it. And yet people are more distant than they've ever been. And so when I want to help 
people with communication. It's more about sharing and discovering and finding out what it is each party needs in order to be connected. Because connection will not last if needs are not met. And the only way to have needs met is to know what you want, share with others, and then be able to find out how to make it work because the other person has needs and boundaries as well. And they need to express theirs and then we need to be able to meet in the middle. And that's what will make connection happen and what it will make connection last. And that is what I believe my life experience will allow me to help and to guide with. So again, thank you for listening. That's my concepts on exploring the power and the complexity of human relationships. As much as I enjoy discussions, I also want to provide a service to people who would like more. If you want to do more than listen, get in touch with me with the links in the description. You can also email me through hello at beyondwishfulthinking.ca. And I'd like to give you content you enjoy, so please leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're watching through my YouTube channel, leave your comments below. If you want more of Beyond Wishful Thinking podcasts, make sure to subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you are listening right now.